G'day everyone and welcome to the Insight MBA show, The Pickup. I am one of your two hosts, one of two Maddies. Maddie G and Maddie Malley is joining me right up after this. We're going to look at some sell highs, some buy low options for you, but also some streaming targets, waiver guys, and flavors of the month to help you win your week five and a deeper look ahead. It's coming up at you right after this. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. The man, the legend, the mustache, Maddie Malley. How are you, mate? Excellent, mate. How are you? I cannot complain. I'm, I'm flying high. I've got some guys coming back from injury, which is nice for my fantasy week, you know, when you hold those guys. Trey Murphy, you see the number get down. He's coming back in about a week or so. You just see those numbers getting smaller. You see them getting smaller. And I like that for my journey. What about you, mate? How's your week starting? Very well, yeah. Um, a bit the same as you. You've got some some lads who are starting to um to come into form maybe rather than uh coming back from injury they're just starting to warm up like um uh Shen- Shen- Shengun, like he's been amazing like i i feel terrible because i traded for him at the very start of the season um for walker kessler to a guy and now i feel like wow. a dog because i'm like oh no like that trade like this is before this is uh, day one and now yep. looking at it now, I'm just, yeah, I, I mean, I feel good from a fantasy oh, I... perspective, but as a like bloke, I feel like a, a dog. <laughs> Mate, I, I'm not going to lie. I saw him on my, I'd already had my sentence filled up in, in a couple of leagues and I got Kessler before Shengun in a couple, which now in hindsight, just you feel like an absolute yeah dog. You feel like an absolute bloody donkey. Not even a donkey, but just like shit, to be fair, knowing that that guy was going to be such a start and come back and Kessler was going to start off as low as he did and then be out with the uh, the UCL injury. But that does bring us to someone, and not just one person, many people. I would like to talk about you to some saucy gentlemen. I broke up with my ex-girl. That wasn't the right one. This is it. Mm, barbecue. Yes, barbecues. It's it's more that one than breaking up with your ex girl because we're talking about flavors of the month. And I, I, I just just hit me, like who's the flavor of the month in fantasy wise? Like who are guys that people are just like, oh, I love this guy now. And I'm I was one of my guys was Shangoon. Shangoon is now a flavor of the month, and it is a month into our fantasy season. Basically, he is now the flavor of the month when the big concern before the beginning of the season was he won't be able to play defense. They're not going to play through him. Uh, you know, Emi Udoka didn't like the bloke. Mate, you, you, you're you high on Shengun now. I mean, I've got a, I've got him and Sabonis in a league, and oh, sometimes God. I open up and I don't know who I'm looking at until I shuffle along and look at the names. But, you know, like they're doing basically the same stuff. Neither of them can hit a, a free throw, and they're both getting to the line more often than they should. But, um, yeah, rebounds are good. Assists are good. Like. He's not quite a bonus, but he's not a long way off. He um he looks great, and and I mean when you watch him, like the eye test shows that they just look for him straight away. Like they get the ball over half court, and they're like, "All right, how do we get the ball to Shangoon?" And I think yeah, the interesting he, thing for me was in that last you know twenty seconds in the Lakers game when AD went off. It was like just just where's where's Alpi? Where's Alpi? Who's on Alpi? Oh, he's got Rui. Pfft, easy, and they got him straight down to get that time bucket underneath the rim on Rui, who's, I will say Rui is a decent defender of the big man. Like he's not the biggest lad, but he's, 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 he's solid. He's got great footwork yeah. and he can defend well. So for me, 
like, yeah, just seeing him do that was like Shengun is my guy. Who's a fla- who's a flavor of the month for you? Who's a guy who you're like, mmm, barbecue? Uh, another guy might be. Oh, I had someone on the tip of my tongue before. How's our wow. um, how's our young guard? Who's you go first? I, I got one, but you go. I've, I've, we will share oh, Shengun, but you tell me yours. It, it, it flirts on the whole like sell high thing. I'm, so I'm going to save one of my guys on the sell high train because I just think it's more sustainable. I'm I'm probably of the opinion, I, th- I don't know if it's a flavor of the month thing or not, but I really think that there's been some Giannis. It's a flavor of the month to dis Giannis lately a little bit, I mm. think. And I think he's starting to put together. And I think it's not, it's like the anti flavor of the month. I just think there's some work on Giannis where everyone's like, oh, it's Giannis. It's, and I know he's not returning the first like top five value that he has for a long time. Like, let's just be 100% fair. He's not giving us that. But he has started to string together some really good numbers lately and numbers that I like a lot, like 42 points, 40-point games for him, 15 rebounds, 13 rebounds. Now, the free throws are atrocious. Like, <laughs> the free throws are in the dog hand. But did you draft Giannis for that? And the answer is no. But did you need him? No. But did you want him to be more efficient from the field this year? And the answer is 100% you did because he wasn't that great from the field last year. But right now he's over 600. And last year he was 550. So he's got his jump 0.6%, a big jump. And look, I just think it's been a flavor of the month to hate on Giannis and not to give him his his flowers. But he's stringing together some really good quality games. So I definitely think that you could – I think there's someone who might cash on him stupidly if he goes back down to some 16 and 20 point games. I think there might be yeah. someone. I'm not saying by a low, but if you're tanking free throw percentage and you haven't got Giannis and you've got someone else and you've just kind of, I think it might be a guy to change tack to, mate. Who's your guy? Who's yeah, your young guy? Yeah, just just on um, just on Giannis. Like, I don't think. Well, I personally didn't see the scoring numbers. Um, at this at this height, you know, these 30, yeah. 40 and his 50-point game. With Lillard yep. there, I thought he would take a back seat. I thought his defensive numbers would come back like they yep. were two years ago and that he's he'd be like a 20-point guy. I still thought he'd be, a, a you know, an offensive threat, but he's really the guy, you know. Like um, yep. Lillard obviously still does what he does, but maybe not to the – not to the point that we thought, but my guy is, and we had a little chat to him before we uh, went live and that's Keontae George. I just, mm. I like watching him and you can see the improvement, you know, for going to, was it triple overtime the other day with him yep. staying out there? Oh, and, and, don't, don't, can we and not mention that game? I lost, I lost a league five, four on that final stupid overtime game because Lowry missed a shot and I missed on yeah. one shot and field goal percentage. I was up yeah, until and he did so much other than that. So that's, yeah, it sucks. It sucks, man. But yeah, man, you, you love it. Like we were just talking about that off. You're really, you like the ceiling. Like we talked about, we talked, we talked about a trade that's in one of the leagues I'm in. And some guys got a couple of dudes and, and Keontae is involved. And it's two guards for two guards. And we talked about the one of the two guards involved on one side was Derek White and one is Keontae George. Then there's two other players involved. I think one of those, I think it's like a bit of a Knicks trade. Like I think it's like you could nix one of those, two of those guys off because the really good comparison we were talking about is like you've got Derek White and you've got Keontae George. 
there's a really high floor for Derek White, but you know what your ceiling is? But the ceiling for Keontae, mate, you, you expect big things for him down the track. Yeah. Um, I just think he's a great fit there. They're obviously going to him over their other guards. Sexton's taking a back seat. He looks fit too. Like that dude, dude is yeah. strong looking. He looks like a small Dwight Howard, like a Dwight Howard you can like put in your bum bag or something like that. I don't want to say Dwight Howard and bum in the same sentence again during this podcast. You just did. But, you just you did. Know, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's twice. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what that's going to do for our streaming revenue, but yeah, my, who knows? But yeah, like, I just wonder um, if there's anybody out there right now Googling Dwight Howard bum, and this is like the last thing that's going to be hit on that one and pulled yeah, in. But yeah, yeah, yeah we'll get yeah, you there. were we'll saying so followers, however. Yeah, but you were saying he is definitely one of your flavors of the month. Any other flavor of the month that's sticking around for you right now? Um, I mean, I've been impressed as well with Bane. I think even through yeah. um. Triple J's ups and downs that he's had recently seems to be coming back a bit. And, you know, the team falling away around them with um, Smart getting his injury and Tillman obviously, um, you know, not being able to get back on the court and clearly they're missing Jar. But I just think that guy, like, really? he just goes out and plays like he still wants to win every game. And I know that's looking at him through a um, through an NBA uh, kind of lens, but... Even though he's been carrying that huge um, offensive load, his numbers have still stayed really strong. He's still that, you know, uh, 500, 800, whatever he is, 450 or whatever he is from his threes. Like, he's just strong as a shooter. And, um, yeah, he's been able to do it while obviously the other team are, are watching him. They're, they're pressuring him and they know that he's going to be the guy to do the scoring and he's just still chipped away. Like, we've got to give respect to him. He's, um, he's looking hot at the moment. Yeah, 100%. And talking about hot guys, we want to talk about some streaming options. Let's uh, let's not just do the game preview. I like I liked last week that we just chatted like best options for it because we've got another like mm. just stupidly fucked week again. So let's talk about this. Up. Yeah, Thanksgiving is uh, not an Australian holiday, so we can't understand why there's no basketball on Thursday. Uh, mm. just, and we really want to do that, which actually means is we've got a really crappy week, Maddie. We've got five games tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening, on the Tuesday, followed by 14 games on Wednesday. So it's a zero stream option. Like your rosters are full right now. You're not going to be able to pull in a guy. You can't pull in a guy then for Thursday, obviously, because there's no games. Friday's got 10 games, so massive slate. You're probably likely full to the brim. But Saturday has six, Mally. So I'm going to throw some names at you for the five teams that play on the Tuesday and the Saturday. Because for me, those are probably the guys that make the most like sense to stream in for the week. You've got the Sixers and the Cavs and the Hawks over in the East. And in the West, you've got the Lakers and the Jazz. And you touched on Keontae George. He's obviously a hot pickup in this situation. One of my other guys that I talked about at Flavor of the Month is Bogdan Bogdanovich, who I think has been absolutely sensational and he is available in 69% of Yahoo leagues. And I think he has been an absolute smoke show lately. The steals, the three assists a game, the three threes, the high free throw percentage, the threes, the points. I think if he is available, I'm just going to go out there in advance and say, if you can bring him into your team, that's a guy that you want to have a look at straight away. Of those teams, Mally, who do you reckon are your your stream. These guys, the the computers are quiet. Yeah, um, 
maybe not so much for the for the um you know quality games that they're going to play but a couple of guys that I want to keep my eye on for um at least the until the end of this week and go from there would be Cole Anthony um he's another guy a little bit like your mate um uh, Bogdan um yeah. he's been really impressive he, this season yeah yeah and you know like he he plays well in his six man role even though Fultz is out he hasn't really stepped up in minutes but he's just a consistent guy. He's getting like 15 points. He's getting a handful of rebounds and a handful of um, of assists. Um, I think, yeah, I, he's a guy that I'd want to watch. Another guy is, and I see that they've just must have thrown him onto ESPN because he's down as um, an, a, an acquisition on waiver-wise now, is Craig Porter. Um, he went nuts in his last game. Um, Cleveland are in woes with their guards at the moment. Mitchell's still out. Levert's questionable for tomorrow. Okoro's out. Ty Jerome's out. Like, he's going to get the lion's share again. And, like, we know that he can. He's he's going to be a name that in a week's time, he just drifts back into oblivion, maybe a little bit like Skylar Mays. But um, yep. for right now, he's he's a he's a guy everyone should be, um, be thinking about picking up. And I know that I think for tomorrow's um, run of things, he'll get a he'll he'll get a game and he'll get a position in your starting lineup. But outside of that, he might. But you know the the level of um, of fantasy goodness that he's going to bring tomorrow, I think definitely um, is worth using one of your waivers on. The last two guys, um, Eric Gordon and, and Grayson Allen, Beals back is uh, a complete mess. So maybe yeah. unlike Porter and Cole, Cole I think is a bit of a long term pick up because you know what he's going to do. Craig Porter is a hot name that's going to, as I said, disappear. But Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen with Beal out, um, yep. they're, they're going to continue to do what they have done for the last three or eight weeks. So they're my and guys. I'm starting to hear more, and I'm starting to hear more reports on that as well, that Gordon was the acquisition they wanted to make as Bradley Beal insurance. So he was there for them as that Brad Beal insurance, and that's also partly what Grayson Allen was involved in. And it's paying off. Like, it's really paying off for them. And I think it's been – I mean, we touched on this one, that Keontae George is one of the other guys with the Jazz as well. We touched on him being – now, I'm going to actually just do this one because he's been starting. Keontae George has been, obviously, as we said, one of those hot pickup flavor of the month. But he's still only rostered in 44% of ES – sorry, of Yahoo leagues. So he is definitely a stream target, especially for assists. Like just the assists that you can get off him are incredible. You field goal percentage, don't expect much. Like there is teething problems with Keontae. He is a rookie and it might not improve. Like it might not improve. So just bear yourself for that one. But the other like assists that he can give you and some steals and the free throw percentage, like, he, he buoys you in other ways. And that's what you like. Like THT, the other game, he got, he, he lit up. So he became like, oh, THT is back. And it takes away the shine of what Keontae is doing. But Keontae is still expected to be the starter this week. So he's definitely the guy that I'm looking at there. Talon Horton Tucker to some extent. Kelly Olinick. Sixers, I'd probably be saying Paul Reed and Batum would be the guys there. Uh, and for the Lakers, look, pick, pick, pick your big tall guy. Cam Reddish, uh, Rui Hachimura. One of those guys would probably be the main Lakers for me. Um, and I guess back to the the guys over in Atlanta, there's only three guys who are really doing the minutes there. And I'd be saying that is Bogdan Bogdanovich yeah. is available in your league. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, but uh, our, old mate, our old mate Sadiq Bay, Bay boy. Yep. The Blades. <laughs> the Blades. Mate, I, 
That's a play. Beyblades. Mate, you mentioned off this off air, you've got to think about owning one particular guy in too many leagues. Talk us through that for a second. I just it was a good chat that I liked. And I just yeah, I want people to hear I want people to hear what we talk about off air as well. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of bit of validity to that. Um for for others to hear. I was talking about the fact that I in in two of my leagues I had Shay Gilgis Alexander who had been playing phenomenally, I think, besides the fact that he's not getting to the line as much as he did last year. He's been strong as an ox. And um I I don't mind across my leagues if I have double ups, triple ups of guys, but I always have this um this notion that I don't want my best guy in two of my leagues to be the same guy because if he goes down, it uh it kind of hits you hard in your fantasy soul. Um, as yep. two of your leagues you kind of bottom off on. So I made a trade um, for Damian Lillard, um, which I have regretted since. Um, you obviously, him as well, though. You got, I know you got Damian someone else in that trade. It wasn't just Damian. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. who it was, but no, it wasn't a straight trade. I got someone else to the value of. Um, and, yeah, then I went from from that, and then uh, I he just didn't fit the bill that I had, but I, I got myself out of that position of, you know, not having that double up of the player. And then move to um, a trade later. I've just had to completely restructure my team um, because I'm now in a position where my team is really a defensive team, where I'm rebounds, I'm steals, I'm blocks, all the thing that things that isn't. And um, it just kind of goes to show a little bit. One, don't trade yourself to death. I am somebody who's gone and done that, but I guess. Uh, in another team, I've uh, another league. I've traded wildly, and I think I've put myself in a really strong position. Whereas mm. I said before, I have Sabonis, I have um, Shangoon. You know, I have this strong lineup, and there, I think my, you know, a couple of options down just from just from having a trade up. Um, but yes, I'm in the position now in my other league, my Lillardless league, where yeah, I've had to really change course. I've had to get out my little compass and look at the stars and yeah, realign my course. But yeah, a cautionary tale for listeners. Yeah, I would just I think it's timely because I realized how many were well, we talking about Donovan Mitchell being out again, how narrow I was in losing a league by 10 points last week and I didn't have yeah. Donovan Mitchell for the last two games. And I've got Donovan Mitchell in four leagues because I was like he was, I guess, he was the one guy I didn't talk about in the preseason, like a lot, because I always, I, I just wanted to hold one guy personally that I wanted to go out of my way to make sure that I got, and no one that listens and we're mates with. Donovan Mitchell was my guy this year, like Donovan yeah. Mitchell was my second round target that I was like, I must get Donovan Mitchell because I think he could flirt with first round value, and if I can get him mid to late second, which was where I was pretty much drafting, or at the like, yeah, I don't think I. I think I, I think I passed on him at twelve. I think I took him at like fifteen. I think it was the earliest mm. that I took him. I was like, if I can get him there, I'm happy. Or if I can get him at twenty or twenty three, twenty, I'll, I'll be happy. And I did. And I got him in four leagues. I just realised I'm I'm a Donovan Mitchell owner in four leagues, and that really hurts. But talking about that, we're talking about guys who are hot. You mentioned Craig Porter Jr. is a hot one. So let's talk about hot guys, not just who's burning up right now, but who are our sell high targets. Let's get to it. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. Ooh, Maddie, drop me, drop me with your, drop me with your guys because I know you have some absolutely tasty ones. 
Well, um, one thing I want to say before it skips my mind, which things tend to do, is another little funny thing that's come out of this conversation about Keontae George is I think, again, it's hard to compare him to Scoot at the moment because Scoot's been injured. But isn't mm-hmm. it funny that, like, the big name of Scoot, you know, being one of these top, top three draft pick guy, his game hasn't got off to the best starts and, and sometimes yeah. that's kind of guards are a little slow to warm up. But, you know, like yeah, we're already in, we're four weeks in and we're talking about Keontae George, who for a lot of people um, would have flown completely under their radar and, you know, he's just doing great things. And I think now, I mean, I think Scoot's going to have the better NBA career. But for this year and right now, um, Keontae George is looking so strong. But just wanted to put out that, that out there because I thought that was an interesting piece. My, no, I my think personal you're spot, I think you're high guy, yeah, yeah. My personal high guy is Chris Paul. Um, I've said here that he's going to play the rest of the week. You got a little sound drop? You feel like you're in sound drop, Jokey. There we go. Thank you. I did pause for it. I saw you reaching. Uh, I was actually bringing up the stats on CP. Yeah, he's um he's he's going to play for the rest of the week without Dre. Um, so the window is going to shut pretty quickly. There'll be people who are fairly wise to what's going on, but I think it's no harm in trying it on. And even if you can get someone who who sits slightly ahead of him in value, or use Chris Paul as your sway guy in a trade, you know, if you're if you have a bigger picture kind of trade for for some higher guys like a Donovan Mitchell, and you need like an offset guy like a Chris Paul who's hot at the moment, that's where it might work in. Um, his stats have been amazing over the last um, two games when he's been back in the starting lineup. But we know that when Draymond comes back, he's going to be pushed back into that bench role. He was trash bags coming off the bench um, up until Draymond tried to choke hold um, Gobert. <laughs> two people who I really don't like. So it was yep. kind of it was like watching a fight, uh, you know, like a, a boxing match where you don't like either guy. So every time they get hit, you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm all right with this. But yeah, Chris Paul, sell high if you can get it. It might be a hard one to pull off, not for the not for the faint-hearted. You might um, you might cop a bit of shit on your uh, on your chats when you when yep. you go for it. Some people might call you out, but you never know. I um, I'll, I'll hit you up with another one of these guys. I was thinking Malik Beasley right now is on a little bit of a tear, and there's always people who get just extra. Extra tasty for points and threes. People go hunting for these ones, even though they're readily available in the wire and come playoff time of the year. People go for Malik Beasley and hats off to um, Matrix from Inside Podcast Network. He was like, I think the sleeper in Milwaukee, I think one of my sleepers for the season, one of my sleepers, you know, the guys that no one knows, is Malik Beasley. And we did that. We workshopped it on the pod when we did the Bucks preview. And we started to have a look at the minutes for the guy. And that was before Damien ended up in town. But I look at his minutes that he's been playing, and he's been over 30 minutes a game for the past four or five games. There was the low minutes in the 20s and 21s, but he's hit 30 points, 20 points. There was the seven, the 16, but the three, the the six, the eight three-point game, the rebounds are there. Now, the assists are down, but he's a guy as well who can probably milk something out of, but he's probably returning top six or seven or eight-round value right now, but he's a stream guy. So if there's someone out there, and so this is where you capitalize on your waiver guys. So if there's a guy that you want in a league 
and you could probably get sixth or seventh or eighth round value consistently out of, not just a stream guy. This is where I think Malik Beasley could be used, especially if there's a lot of there's a few green guys around there. They might be really interested by that. Oh, he had a 30-point game. If he hits another one this week where there's like a 26, 27-point game and he has like six or seven threes, three or four rebounds, and that's just there, you look at the last few games, that person could be absolutely tantalized by the efficiency as well because that's what the outlier is for me. Field goal efficiency has been 500. There was a 300, 333. So that was like, oh, that was just a shit game. Oh, he just didn't have it going. Because the next one's 583, 786, and 500. And then he had a 20-minute game where he just you don't look at the zero points and shooting like shit kind of thing. But, you know, you can be like, oh, yeah, but he was hot. But these are one, two, three, four plus 500 games of his last five. So people will look at those five games. But Malik Beasley for me is like sell high on him for someone looking for points and threes in your league and get back a solid piece in a role player. So, yeah, Malik Beasley, sell high. You might have to get your Bob Ross paint set out and, like, Get get your little easel and paint a bit of a story, paint paint a beautiful kind of uh, uh, a cityscape or something to kind of uh, yep. get yourself over the line. But you know, if you were going to try and be a um, be a man of the golden tongue, you could probably talk about the fact that Chris Middleton's um, minutes just aren't ramping up. Like that dude yep. just is like handicapped to the nth degree. So if you can, you know, spin a bit of a yarn around the fact that like Chris Middleton's definitely not coming back, like. There's some security in his role. He's going to keep doing it. He's a, a guy on the team that's going to get left on the perimeter because people are too worried about Giannis or too worried about Lillard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they're looking for him to make those shots. I think he could probably do that. He's, his biggest handicap overall in comparison to Chris Paul is his name is Malik Beasley and not Chris Paul. You know, like the people who are probably going to bite when you're like, you know, sink yep. one of these into the old lake. Is um is the fact that Chris Paul's a household name, you know, like the oh Chris yep. Paul, you know, he's a, he's a good guy, and he plays for a team that everybody who doesn't know much about basketball seems to attach themselves to the biggest bandwagoning team out, Golden State Warriors. So let me let me roll another one out there because it's pretty much the same guy in a different jersey. If I was to ask you who's a points and threes guy who's been picked up off the waiver wire and people who are riding high right now. And it's in one of these popular teams like the Bucks or another Eastern. He's another Eastern Conference team who's playing a role right now. Who would be the guy that you would think that I'm talking about? He's his. Well, I don't know about. I don't know about playing playing a role, but it wouldn't happen to be a 76ers guard, would it? That was my first no. No, no. It's not a DeAnthony they have Melton. the all right. No, no, okay, please. D'Anthony Melton is more than right. Oh. He's, he's a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah, that's what, that's what threw me. I thought it was him till then. Yeah, he's a beautiful man. Let's talk about I love to have a beer with him. Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, I think, is absolutely a sell high yeah. guy right now. People have his his role is he's here for a short time, not a good we're here for a short, good time, not a long time. Tyler Hero is on his way back, but he has been absolutely phenomenal. He has been absolutely hot, hot nice. nice. He has been the whole entire time. But move off Duncan Robinson. He is not long for returning this value for you. Get someone who's probably just like, oh, yeah, he can still keep this up. The, the Heat needs scorers or he'll be the sixth man off the bench. You'll be able to trade it out now. He's been playing at a top, like I think, like top 75 value lately. And you, again, yeah. these are guys who are currently giving in that and you want to be able to get something back for that. 
look for points yeah. and threes. But the rebounds are there. The st- like this has been some steals, the assist, everything. It's been a yeah, total package with Duncan yeah. Robinson. Who knew we could do yeah, that? It's been, mate, the, the, guy, the guy can do stuff on a basketball court. Go figure. He gets paid to play professional basketball, and he's playing at a very professional capacity. Good job, Duncan. But so high on Duncan. Who is your mm. second one, mate? Yeah, and I just think, you know, with the thing with Duncan too is you're probably not going to, on its own, um, you know, get a good trade across the line. But if you're doing a trade and you're trying to like, you know, you've got that person right on the edge and, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. but nah, but can you give me anything else? Like, look, I'll do you that little favour. I'll chuck in Duncan Robinson. Like, he's on fire at the moment. Like, does that get the trade over the line? And that might be enough to be like, yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. You know, I think, I think that's where you look at the value of him as a sell high mm-hmm. guy. And my other one, and I know we shared this one together, so we we almost need to like let's hold, uh, sync hold our voices to yeah. Um, Jonas Valanciunas. I think Jonas Valanciunas. He's a sell high man. Yeah, get out yep. your sound bath equipment because we're having a sound bath of Jonas Valanciunas. Just mm-hmm. oh, my dreams are coming true. Yeah. It'd be cool. Should, should I should hashtag ASMAR on the video afterwards? Like, yeah, that's right. Big vowel sauce. I love it. Yeah. He's here for you. I think um, he'll, he'll get you rebounds. Yeah. You like yeah, rebounds, you don't you? Like rebounds, don't you? Yeah. You notice you naughty fantasy boy. Yeah. Like. Yeah, you're going to get shut down. See you later inside <laughs> fantasy sports. It was a good, it was a good run. We well, yeah, have a minute for this one. This is the premium. Yeah, on our only fantasy, only fantasy analyst page. Yeah, we'll whisper Jonas's. Yeah, Jonas's. Oh, look at me going with the heart, Jay. Jonas Valanciunas's <laughs> name. Uh, yeah, so out of the gutter, we have uh, Jonas Valanciunas, who's a sell high. I think I'm looking at his statistics here. So this is he's he's played nearly 25 minutes for on the season. He's um his field goal percentage was at uh, 547, and his free throw percentage at um, 826. He's always been a good free throw guy for a big boy. Threes he doesn't really get them. Um, he was at 10.2 rebounds, 1.8 assists. Uh, uh means he was 0.3 steals and a probably fairly sad uh. 0.7 blocks and 14 points, whereas over his last week, he has upped his field goal percentage to 605. So he's hit um, 7, 7.7 um, in each of his games. His free throw percentage is slightly down um, at 778. But the big thing I think here looking across his line is, one, for some reason, all of a sudden he's getting blocks, which that is not a Jonas Valanciunas special. And he's also up four points a game. So yeah. there's not going to last. Larry Nance is going to come back. I know that he doesn't play the same position clearly, but Jose Alvarado is going to come back. Trey Murphy's going to come back. Matt Ryan yeah. will come back until those guys come back. But his minutes are going to go down. The usage is going to go down. We saw last year that um, Jonas kind of really didn't seem to find his place on that team. Um when they had Zion back, it just didn't seem to work so well. So I think it is a big sell high opportunity. And I know that it's a big sell high opportunity. Oh, really? Yep. Off Jonas Valanciunas in more than one league because people are clearly trying to do what I'm suggesting you go and do. Yeah, he is he is 
absolutely just rolling along now for New Orleans. And he has had an interest. In fact, he's been on waiver wires in some, and he's gone back up in leagues. We talked about this the other day. He was starting to be dropped out at the beginning of the season. He was being streamed in. He was being streamed out. Now Big Val has been rostered in 87% of leagues. And in fact, I'm looking at his, like he was in this one league, I've just looked at him. He was dropped and he was added back last week in this league when I look at yeah. his history on Yahoo. So he was a guy that was being bought in and dropped out, bought him in, what's his role for the New Orleans, and that was it. But that does bring us to, with guys like that one, our cool guys, the guys who we think we can milk a little bit of value out of and get a trade. And I've got one of your old mates who's about to make a wonderful little cameo. <laughs> Yeah, Jordan Poole. Yes, this is welcome to the. His name is Jordan Poole. Yeah, jump right in. His name's His name's Jordan, but not the twenty-three. Yeah, no, Jordan Poole has been absolutely trash, and all the talk out of Washington as well. Apparently, is they're already happy to move off the Jordan Poole experiment, and he might not even be long for the Washington Wizards. This presents a wonderful opportunity because he is a droppable guy, almost like the guy is just he's he's bad. Jordan Poole is very very bad. And I won't say droppable because obviously where you put a pick in, you you want to get something back for the guy at the end of the day. But he has been absolutely horrible. And you look, I would barely, I would barely trade for him in you unless I'm getting something like giving something up. The only thing that I can think of is that I'd like to get some more points. He doesn't give me that. His field goal percentage is in the dog shit. His feed three throw percentage will bore you. But there's no assist, there's there's a fluttering of assists, which has been nice. But I don't know, man. I just it's a buy low for Jordan Poole because people put in a certain level of pick to get him with the potential that he could probably be. Do you remember the early days of the NBA fantasy preseason, Melly? Hey, guess who could be the NBA's top scorer this year? Jordan Poole. Huzzah. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. And it's it's not working out. And I think there's definitely a very real buy low window on Jordan Poole right now. For the season, he is at uh uh where's his per season numbers? I'm looking at his per seasons, where are we going? I've gone up here. Here we go. I've just skipped right on over him. Um, for the season, his field goal percentage is less than is sub 400. It's absolutely yeah. in the garden. It's 16 points a game, 16 and a half, not even two threes. He's at 1.9. That's not even two. I don't have to round up Jordan Poole. I want him to be hitting three a game, like two, re- like two and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. The steal a game is nice, and the free throw percentage is fantastic, but just that less than 400% from the field is horrible. Mate, I think Jordan Poole is a real buy-low window, and people should be looking to move off him as well. Like People should be actually looking in their leagues to get rid of him, like you have been since the very first game of the season. And I think um, I think he scored 30 points today, and I was like, here we go. Like This is a little bit more back to the Jordan Poole we know and love, but he got a rebound and an assist. And that yep. was it. So you kind of, it's a yep. bit of a, a swing of the pendulum. Something goes up and something goes down. But I think the buy low element. Hold on, Maddie, Maddie, the Maddie that's that. fine. That's fine. But he took 26 field goal attempts. I would dare yeah. say if you and I could take 26 throws at, of an object towards another object, it could probably go in about a similar amount of percentage of time today. In fact, it was his best percentage in uh, one, two, three, four, five games. So yeah. I definitely think, like, yeah, the thirty points might look flashy, but it's it's just surface. It's it's oh yeah, a thirty point game, and there's people. I, I think 30, yeah. The buy low element has to come with the fact 
the first word in buy low is buy. So you've got to get someone to buy him. And I think, again, like you're going to have to paint a bit of a narrative. And I think if mm-hmm. they can get a trade for him, and even if he he's not going to go, he's not going to be, you know, a top shooting option on any team besides Washington. But he yeah. was a strong, impressive fantasy guy last year playing basically a six-man role. And even if you can go back to that, like that's where the value comes in. So with this with this rumination, with this conversation that's going on about the fact that he's probably not long for Washington and that they're going to try and move him off, that's probably where the buy low comes in. You know, you're going to get him for peanuts at the moment. So throw someone crap at him, you know, and and see see what you get, you know. Get one of these guys. Get your Skylar Mays out and, and throw him at towards Jordan Poole because you know Skylar Mays' run's going to end pretty soon. And um, even if Jordan Poole stays the same, you just drop him later. No harm done. Mate, who's uh, who's one of your guys on the buy low? Uh, I think another kind of big-name player, So because we're looking at – I've got, got a couple of big-name guys here, is, um, is Jalen Brown. Mm. He's been sick. He's had an abductor strain. Um, so his last two games have been really mid. You know, he's basically gone missing. Over the season, his numbers are quite strong. 460 um, field goal percentage is at 723 for his three free throw percentage. That's he's always been a bit sad as a guard um, from Jeez. from his free, free, from the free free throw line. Jesus Christ! See seashells, seashells <laughs> by the seashell. Two point seven. Oh yuckers! Two point seven um, threes. He's five point one rebound. He's a good rebounder on a team with other good rebounders. 3.3 assists, 1.1 steals, half a block, um, a couple of turnovers and 22 points. So his season statistics are quite strong. Um, People who don't follow the news probably might, it's two poor games in a row might be enough to get some people panicking. You know, like he's being looked over now. You could say, talk about the fact that, um, you know, he's, he, there was conversation, you know, a mere season ago, whether it would be his team or, um, or oh, Jesus Christ, I suck with names. <laughs> um, what's Go. his uh, power forward's name? Jason Tatum. Jesus Christ. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, one of the, I was like, one- get it going. You'll, you'll find it. You'll find it. The yeah, other guy I'm that I'm petrified of going down at the same time because I've paired Tatum with bloody Donovan Mitchell in some leagues. So that just gets Yeah, started. yeah. <laughs> and he is living out there. He's getting some big minutes. So, you know, the fact that he's he's on a he's on a huge franchise in Boston. He's a name that everybody knows. You could talk about, you know, again, he, he I don't even think he was day-to-day. Um, so it wouldn't have been maybe, maybe potentially didn't even flash up that there was any um, injury or sickness going on because he hasn't missed a game. He's played through his sickness and he's paid, played through his abductor pain. Um, yep. So, again, if you don't have your finger on the pulse there, it might be a good Jalen Brown buy-low opportunity. Uh, my buy-low opportunity right now is only because it's a window before he comes back, and it's the antithesis, of the opposite antonym game of Duncan Robinson, one Mr. Tyler Hero. He was absolutely hot beforehand, but people sometimes undervalue people in leagues who are injured because they just want to move on that asset and they might want to make a win. Now, it's timely because he's probably game for another five or six games, so there's another week, and you could probably silver-tongue yourself and be like, you could silver tongue yourself. Just I did say that on this ASMR uh, podcast. Uh, yeah. Is with his I'm ankles. Ignore that, everybody. <laughs> do, do not the dictionary that. 
So I'm going to go the opposite of that because what people seem to do in leagues is they forget the value of players when they're injured. And, and injuries, we tie this to they, they can't play, they won't play, but yet they'll come back. And it was Tyler Hero who was very much living his best life as a fantasy player in Miami this year. So my, just look for that. Look for someone who's got Tyler Hero who might have struggled the last couple of weeks without him, who might be looking. And if you're in a good position, like if you're the top half of your league and you're feeling pretty comfortable and you could take an L this week, cool. Tyler Hero for me is a bit of a target. And I'm actually looking at him. I'm actually talking trade with him in one person. And it's I'm not getting him low necessarily, but I actually know that I'm getting good value on the trade. So I would definitely be looking for Tyler Hero and also just targeting those guys who are injured currently and having a look around. Even guys like Anthony Simons and leagues, CJ McCollum is back out in five games. CJ McCollum was on an absolute tear this season in New Orleans. So this, the value of these other guys who are filling in for him like Jordan Hawkins right now, it's, it's now. It's not long-term. So just think about long-term value and look for that one. Who was your last one before we wrap up for tonight, buddy? Um, my last guy is OG Ananobi, a guy that I've tried to pinch off you for about three weeks. And I think, you know, again, I think you hit the nail on the head before saying that you've really it's all going to be context in your own league. Because we know the value of someone like Jalen Brown, like OG, um, like Tyler Hero. And if you're trying to get Tyler Hero off the guy or girl who's 3-1 up um, at the end of four weeks, it's not going to happen. They're not going to lose him. But if you're talking to the guy or girl who's 1-3 down, then you know, you've know you got a bit of traction there. They, they're in a position. I know we're very early on, but you don't want to be so far down that you can't catch up because you are still going to have losses as your season goes on, it's not like as soon as you're getting back, you know, it's good times ahead. But back to OG, you know, um, he's missed three games with his ouchy finger. He, he played garbage in the game before he went home and cut himself. And then when he came back today, yesterday, when did they play yesterday? Yesterday, Um, he he played trash again, you know? So before that he was looking quite good. His free throws are kind of strangely down. But everything else looks good. 2.6 um, threes, uh, 4.77 for his field goal percentage. He's still getting you that 1.3 steals, and that could likely go up. We know that he has been a league leader in steals. He's on 16 points. The turnovers are low. He's getting a couple of um, assists and four rebounds. So his statistics are quite good. They've been pulled down a little bit by his run of poor games. But, yeah, I think that's just, again, the perfect storm. He played like... Garbage. 100%. 100%. Perfect score minute. Yep. Yep. And then he came back and played garbage again. You know, your work is cut in half with convincing people because it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Like, I'm looking at it right now, and I own him in two leagues. And I look at the minutes, down. Points, nine. One, three. Cool. I love the next three things that I see, which is what he does. Five rebounds, three assists, two steals. But then you read across, there's, there's, there's this glaring field goal percentage number of 182 at 660 from the line and you're like jesus and then you look at the game before that zero percent from free throw and then 800 then 250 then zero then 500 then zero like i am benching him some weeks now i've been benching og for jalen johnson in the league that i picked him up on the wave and wire i have been literally just for the last i've benched him the last i think five games then again i didn't have a choice because he was injured but I was happily like, that's fine. I'm just going to roll Jalen Johnson out there. He's cruising. Like the man is a cruise missile. So I'm loving that. 
And I've been loving you. And thank you very much, Mally, for a beautiful pickup pod. Shall we say Valentunas and hum it together? Valentunas. Stay tuned for more Valentunas ASMR next week when Mally and I catch up with you for the pickup. Mally, lovely to speak to you as always. Take care, like, and subscribe to our content for all your inside NBA and just normal NBA action. Basically, just generally anything to do with the NBA. Much love. Just we love basketball. And we love you. Haru, everyone.